You're listening to Rethink That Podcast with At Midnight Sun. You can find me on Instagram or on Twitch for more content. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hello, everybody. It's At Midnight Sun here, and welcome back to episode two of Rethink That Podcast. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about narcissists and why we're attracted to them. I've kind of been putting off this topic a little bit. I've been trying to work on it. I had to do some research again and kind of go back into my memory and, you know, dig up all that old gritty stuff that we kind of don't want to really remember. Um, but uh, we're mostly going to be talking about what is a narcissist and basically what leads us to them. Um, so you remember from the last episode, we talked a little bit about narcissists and why we think the things that we do. So if we do a little recap from last time, we kind of came to the conclusion that the reason why we do the things that we do, it stems from childhood, right? So why are we attracted to narcissists? Well, it can also play into the fact that it stems from childhood. So we're definitely going to look at that. And I feel like maybe a lot of us don't want to admit that it stems from our childhood. There's a lot of things that we grew up with that is at the back of our minds and we don't really think about it. Um, and then we come to an age where we're like, like, okay, well, how come I act this way? Or why am I attracted to these types of people? Or why do I like these kinds of things? Which, um, a little hint, hint, I'm foreshadowing um, the next topic that we're going to be talking about uh, in, a, in a couple of weeks or so is going to be where do kinks come from? Now, <laughs> I had my Discord um, vote, uh, what they would like to hear me talk about next, and that was the topic that people <laughs> would uh, want to hear about. But I don't know if you guys are really prepared for the answer to know where <laughs> certain kinks come from. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that it all comes from that <laughs> there, but we'll definitely get into that on the next episode. I just kind of wanted to like sprinkle that in there. <laughs> <laughs> to get to pick your interest a little bit. So just a quick reminder, before we begin, I wanted to point out that it is normal to act in a narcissistic way. After all, it is part of the human condition. What I'm going to be talking about, however, is the extreme form of NPD, which is Narcissistic Personality Disorder. But also, please remember that I am not a psychologist nor have any sort of training to determine those traits in anyone. I just speak from experiences and research on the topic. Just because someone appears to behave in a narcissistic way, it doesn't mean they have NPD or any mental illness for that matter. So the first thing that we're going to be looking at is what is a narcissist? So the three types are covert narc, overt narc, and malignant narc. And the ones that I'm going to be talking about is a covert narc, basically like covering themselves, hiding themselves, is someone who's more introverted, and an overt narc is very extroverted, very loud, very open. So we have to remember that narcissism exists on a spectrum, and someone with NPD, or to be considered someone who has full-fledged narcissism, uh, sees themselves as grandiose, kind of like a fantasy behavior almost. So they try to exaggerate their achievements and their talents. They are preoccupied with fantasies of unlimited success and power. They have a very high status compared to everybody else. They require very excessive admiration. They have a big sense of entitlement. And another thing is they try to take advantage of other people. They exploit other people for their own for their own ends of course and they lack empathy they are envious of other people and they are very arrogant for example so what is narcissistic abuse a lot of the times it can look like 
denial, for example. Like you could be telling them, you remember that time you said this to me or you called me this last time? And they'll be like, oh, I, I never said that. They'll they'll try to make you or convince you that, that you're just imagining things, that they never said that to you. They'll manipulate your feelings. They'll start attempting to distort your reality, which this kind of goes back into a denial. And this is, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, gaslighting a little bit later. So they'll, they'll try to alter your perception. They'll tell a lot of white lies. Another big thing is that most narcissistic people don't understand empathy. They might use empathy to see a perspective. They'll use cognitive empathy just just to try and take another person's perspective, basically. But what's most likely is going to happen is that it looks like they're listening to you tell your story or, or your feelings, and then they'll just kind of throw it back in your face or use your struggles against you. And one thing to also keep aware of is overwhelming you with affection. Like love bombing is what it's called as well. Like if you're just getting into a relationship and the dude is, or girl, or whoever, whoever is just like, I'm gonna do anything for you, or like move in with me like the second day or something like that. Like just be careful. False apologies is another one. Like they'll, they're not really sincere about or authentic about the way they apologize to things or events that they did. Sometimes they might not even apologize at all. So for example, if you feel that you're hurting in a situation, they might just never apologize. And there could be emotional blackmail. There can also be, for example, they'll try to isolate you and try to remove you from your friend group. So saying that they are the only person that you need and that the people that you hang out with are not really good for you and that you can find better. So that's why they might try to uh, sabotage the relationships you have with other people. So why are we attracted to narcissists? Why do we do the things that we do? And basically, I ended up going back in a lot of my older journal entries concerning this topic. Uh, well, concerning the topic of why are we attracted to narcissists? Because I had to do a lot of soul searching at the time. I've been through some, some weird experiences and I didn't know what was happening and I didn't know why I was attracting these types of people because it wasn't only in my relationships, but it was also friendships as well that these weird relationships kept happening. And for a lot of the time, I'm thought maybe it was myself. Maybe I'm the one who sees the situation in, but it was because it, it all stemmed from my childhood, right? So without going into much detail, I am going to talk about things to look for in yourself that make you attracted to narcissistic people. So I really wish that I knew where exactly the sources that I had written in my journal came from. A lot of the, like I said, a lot of the information comes from online. So if you need more information on it, it's out there. You can go to it. There is, for example, MedMD, there, there's Mayo Clinic, there's Psychology Today, which is more like pop psychology, but it, it's helpful and easy to understand if you're looking for more of that type of information. So basically what I had written in my journal was why I was attracting these types of people or why these types of people kept popping up in my life. And the problem is a lot of the times when we have poor or no boundaries, we, we make ourselves very open to these types of people. If we're naive and over-trusting, if we're really nice and super kind to everybody, if you're hungry for love, if you're self-sacrificing, if you're an idealist dreaming of what could be and not seeing the reality. But if you're too open with the wrong types of people, then it's easy for them to hurt you, which we don't want to think that anybody is out to hurt us, right? You know, you want to 
believe that everybody is there to, you know, lift each other up and that kind of thing too. But if we're not aware of like the, the red flags that other people might show us, then it's hard for us to block out those types of people, which re not noticing red flags is another trait. So like I was mentioning before, it stems from childhood, right? So what does that mean? So that means that maybe we had someone, maybe a parent or a caretaker or just a, someone in the family that has a narcissistic personality disorder that treated us a certain way and we're we grew comfortable in that situation to connect that with okay this is how i receive love this is how i am treated this is how i should be treated and this is all i know so Again, that's what, when you end up like looking for someone to date, for example, uh, we don't really realize that it is very difficult for us to know what a healthy type of love is. So we're always going to go back to what we're comfortable with, what we're used to, what we knew when we were growing up, what we experienced with friends, and even just relationships with like coworkers and, you know, other situations that we happened in our life. So a lot of the times it all stems from our experiences, right? So we end up seeking out what we're comfortable, familiar with, and what we're used to. Now, you gotta remember that this is not your fault at all. You don't know that you're attracting these types of people, but once you understand or know where it's coming from, just remember that it's don't blame yourself for these for these things. You didn't know, it's not your fault. You didn't put yourself in that situation on purpose. And there are ways to get over or rewire, so to speak, the way you think about um, finding a partner, right? So what exactly am I talking about? Like I did mention the different types of narcissists, like the overt and the covert, but what exactly is narcissistic abuse? I wanted to talk about one specific type of narcissistic abuse and that's gaslighting. And I don't know if you've seen, but there is a movie called Gaslight where the plot basically is there a man that isolates his wife from the outside world, claiming that he is doing so for her own good. Questions like, that never happened, you're imagining it can be harmful, especially repeatedly, it makes you change the way you're viewing things, it changes your perspective, um, and it makes you doubt yourself, right? So if you have someone that's constantly trying to alter your perception on reality, um, you start to question yourself. You don't know who to trust anymore, you don't know who to trust your friends, you don't know if you should trust your friends anymore, and then it, they kind of make you of those types of manipulation tactics that narcissists play with it doesn't necessarily have to be a relationship but a relationship meaning i mean like um is your significant other but it can also be friendships as well so how can we prevent this from happening so we like again like i'll mention again that it starts from within so we have to remember that self-love is very important we need a strong sense of self and analyze the way you think and the decisions that you make um, self-love is not a destination, it's a practice. So another thing to remember as well um, is that if we had um, a parent that was very hard to please when we were growing up, um, it could also have created this learned behavior of people-pleasing is basically learned in our childhood. So if we grew up in an abusive um, or dysfunctional or with dysfunctional parents, for example, um, we could have most likely learned that uh, to be able to keep that parent happy, we had to push aside our feelings and um, make sure that their feelings are always met. And the reason why people with codependency or basically people pleasers um, are attracted to narcissists or why narcissists are attracted to people pleasers is be kind of is kind of like they fill a void that both of them have or a connection that both of them 
don't know how to fill, right? So you have the narcissist who's very, who thinks he's very powerful and and the best at everything, where the codependent person or the people, the person pleaser, the people pleaser wants to be able to help somebody, wants to be able to feel needed, right? So for the narcissist, it's control. So it might seem um, very coming on very strong for the for the people pleaser, um, but. Uh, eventually to them they feel like okay well maybe it's just a sense of safety or security um and that's how they they slowly like fit in or see it as okay to um you know maybe challenge uh the the narcissist or the per- they don't know at the time that it's a narcissist right but they'll be like okay this person is going through um a very hard time so you know maybe if i continue to help them that they'll they'll get better and so th- they see it as some the people pleaser sees it as something that they can work on or that they can help improve just be there for that person and this can become a very toxic relationship um because for the person who is trying to please the other person uh, again, they they just see it as they're trying to help someone right um and feel um, like they're a part of something or be be have a connection with someone right um, but they're not focusing on their emotions because they were taught that their emotions are not validated so to be with a narcissist is again it's like this is what i'm used to my emotion my emotions are not important but the fact that i am keeping this person happy makes me feel validated but it's it's toxic because the person needs to be able to say my emotions matter like like i was mentioning earlier that again it's all about you know having confidence in yourself loving yourself and you know taking the time to understand that you just as much as the other person that you're trying to help matters to you you also have to take the time to nurture and help yourself because then it leads you open to these people that take advantage that take advantage of you helping them um of you praising them um and then all that happens is it's just a narcissistic supply where they take all your energy all your source all um almost all your happiness you could say um and and abuse that so i hope you enjoyed this little tidbit of an episode and we'll be back for episode three um, sometime in a couple in the following weeks. Uh, <laughs> I have to admit it was a little shorter than I was hoping for, um, but there's a lot of information um, that I was trying to go over um, and uh, go over, and uh, the thoughts, uh, the thought process in my mind as well was a little bit all over the place. Um, but I hope it was still enjoyable to listen to, um, and I will see you guys in the next episode, uh, for episode three, which will be about where do kinks come from, um, and I think it'll be a little bit more, um, easier for me to talk about, uh, but yeah, if you would like to keep up with um, other content that I'm doing, you can follow me on Twitch, which it's the same name. It's at Midnight Sun uh, or on Instagram, which is at Midnight Sun as well. <laughs> but I hope you guys have a great day and I will see you in the next episode. Bye bye.